<laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm excited about this morning because for years and years and years, I read the Bible and I read a certain part of Scripture and every time I read it, I felt a little bit condemned. Every time I read it, I thought, no way. There's just no way. It's impossible. No way. And I thought, Lord, that's just not you. It's just not you. It's just not you. So there's got to be another way. So I spent a lot of time praying about it and seeking the Lord about it. And um, finally, he gave me some answers on it. So I want to share it with you this morning, and I think it's going to bless the guys as well as the girls, even though it is Mother's Day. So we're going to talk this morning about Proverbs 31. <laughs> Glory to God on Mother's Day. Go figure. And I don't know about you, but every time I read Proverbs 31, it was like I would go away and feel like that is an invisible, impossible woman. <laughs> and there ain't no way under the sun that that woman ever exists or will ever exist. Huh? And the guys thought, yeah, that's the woman I want. That's just the one that I want. Or some of them did. Some of them thought, no, no, no. I don't want no woman buying stuff and selling stuff in my house. But anyway, so I spent some time praying about it. And so what I've done today, and I think we'll have some fun with it, is I have put it into Proverbs the Phyllis way. And I don't usually do this because I know Revelation says if you add to or take from, it's not a good thing. But I think you'll enjoy it today. So let's look at some things about it. It's going to be big fun. And if you don't like it, don't send me any letters because Dave won't enjoy reading them. <laughs> Especially if it's about woman stuff, he won't enjoy reading them. So um, let's look at it. We'll read... Um, We'll keep up the Amplified the whole day. So if I ask for a verse, it'll be out of the Amplified. But you won't be able to put mine up there because it ain't nowhere. But let's start at, at verse 10. Proverbs 31.10. It says, A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who can find her? For she is more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies. It just starts out like it's almost impossible. So, we'll start out, we'll go along with it for just a minute. Mine, I put, who can find a godly woman? A godly woman. Her value is a rare find, and her goodness is even harder to find. Okay? Let's go to verse 11. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on her and believes in her securely that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. See, guys, I knew you'd be glad you came today. Let me read you my part. The heart of her husband is completely secure and trusting in her. He could never be hurt by her words or actions. 
Okay, so let's stop there. How many ladies in here immediately say, I'm not going to hurt my husband with my words or my actions. Raise your hand. Raise it real high. Don't be shy. Raise it. Raise it. You're not going to do it, right? See, you already started. We already have three quarters of the crowd that's a virtuous woman. We're going to do a test throughout, and we're going to see how many we wind up with by the end of the day, okay? So we have three quarters that are, all right? Then verse 12, she comforts and encourages him and does him only good as long as there is life within her. My verse 12, she always looks for ways to make him feel loved and wanted and encouraged. She would never think bad things about him or do things to get back at him or punish him all the days of her life. Right? Okay, now I have to say it. I hope we don't have any small children in here. But do you know what I mean by punish him? Do I have to spell it out? It starts with an X. I mean an S and ends with an X. Huh? Okay, you got it? Okay, let's raise our hands. How many of you are always looking to way, for a way to make your husband feel loved and wanted and encouraged? Raise your hand up real high. Virtuous women, look all over this place. We have them all over this place. And how many of you, okay, this is going to take some boldness, have never punished your husband? Oh, the hands are not so... See, the problem is your husband is sitting right next to you. If I'd have asked you this in the marriage meeting, every hand would have went up on ladies' night. Oh, gosh. We're, we're going to get there, though. Okay. All right. Okay. Number 13. She seeks out wool and fl- You're going to like this next one. She seeks out wool and flax and works willingly with her hands to develop it. She seeks out drapes and bedspreads. <laughs> And designs and decorates and keeps her home with joy. How many of you did that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, we're just modernizing what Proverbs 31 is. How many of you can be a a virtuous woman? Hey, you're taking care of it, right? That's That's what it's talking about. All right. 14. She's like a merchant ship loaded with foodstuff. She brings her household food from a far country. Okay, you ready? She's like a grocer. She hunts the brands of food he needs and likes from afar. Even she searches the world wide web. Uh Uh-huh. How many of you have ever searched for anything for your husband on the web? Oh, look at all these. Keep your hands up, men. Look at your virtuous wife. Look at, look at, look at. All over the place. Now, let me ask you this. Right here and now, how many of you women have ever felt condemned by Proverbs 31? Raise your hand. Just as many hands. Because you felt like you couldn't attain to it. But you know what? God would never put anything in the Bible that was not something that we could attain to and that could make us feel better instead of worse. That's not who he is. He's somebody that's going to encourage us and uplift us and build us 
up. Now, there's things in here like that last one that started with the S and ended with the X we got to work on. But this one we did okay. Okay, the next one. 14, or 15. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and her so- she assigns her maids their task. Okay, she arises early enough to be sure the day's direction is received from spending time with the Lord. Their breakfast and coffee is ready. The kids' lunches and his are prepared. Not scrambling about and setting a frazzled tone for all day for all. Every task is scheduled and not forgotten. How many of you get up and do that? Look at, look at, look at virtuous women. Virtuous women. See, the devil's a liar. We have people all over this place doing this stuff. How many of you men, your wife fixes the coffee in the morning? See there, you got a virtue. Look at, look at, look at, look at. Uh-huh. Virtuous women, it happens. How many of you men, your wife prays in the morning? Virtuous women. Are you thanking God for that? Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, 16. She considers a new field before she buys it or accepts it, expanding prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. Now, this is one where you have to deal with the husband as much as the wife. I don't know about you, but... That's in my Bible. How many of you look, can look in your Bible and see that that's in your Bible? Um, she considers a field. She buys it. She considers. Maybe we should read it out of the King James. Put King James up there. She considered a field and buyed it. Maybe maybe they made a mistake and put that S in front of it. (laughs) Maybe that was the S we were talking about earlier. (laughs) It just got put out of place or something. No, it says she considers a field. That means she does what? That means she's got her own money. We had some friends one time. There was a little girl. They had a little girl. And they were ministers. And um, we were there. And they were going to the store or something, the two little girls. And I pulled some money out of my billfold. And I told them to get this or something like that. And um, she went to her mom and she told her, she said, "Um, Mama, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like Miss Phyllis. I'm going to have my own money. (laughs) (laughs) Made an impression on her. Well, 
It's not only she had her own money, but she did things to get her own money. She didn't put pressure on him to get her money. That's right. I learned a long, 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 long time ago, long time ago, Keith wasn't rich enough to support me. He couldn't do it. He didn't have it. He couldn't do it. So I had to figure out what I needed to do to support me. And it wasn't about working. It was about giving and sowing and seeking God. And he'll be the first to tell you, hey, if my money gets tight, you'll find me. I'll be giving everything I've got away. I don't care what it is. He has to watch me. I'll be done giving this yellow canary away. He'll say, Phil, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Because that's the way it is. If you need it, you better start giving. Don't be going, hey, hey, I need this, I need this, I need this. Because he ain't got it anyway. You know you want more expensive stuff than he's got money to buy you. Every one of you do. Every woman in here has got more. You got champagne taste and he's got Coca-Cola money. You know it's the truth. So you might as well learn how to believe God for yourself. And do it for yourself. So let's talk about this next. Um, it said she. Didn't say he. Keith has really, really enjoyed the fact that I've been able to learn how to do these things. It's, it's a joke almost about some of the things that the Lord has helped us to buy because they call me Mrs. Half Price. <laughs> Everything that we have bought has been at half price. Hangers, buildings, everything, half price. And that's just the mercy of God. It's the favor of God. Houses, everything, half price. We sell them for double. You think that's me that's doing that? Not a chance. It's an anointing that's on you to be able to do it. And you know what? If I can do it, that same anointing that's on me goes on to anybody that's in this church. Every woman that's in here can have that very same anointing. That's right. If I can get it for half price, so can you. That's right. Thank you. If it works for me, all you got to do is grab hold to it and say, yeah, it'll work for me too. Because God's no respecter of persons. And if he'll sell me a house for half price, he'll sell it to you for half price. If he'll sell me a hanger for half price, he'll sell you a building you need for half price. Works the same. It's, I've confessed it for years and years and years. Oh, I always get things for half price. What's the price of that? Uh-huh. Yeah, I understand. Oh, okay. Then I make, they come back to me. I don't even make them offers. They come back to me and say, what about, would you buy it for this? <laughs> I'm not trying to cheat them. They come back to me. Would you buy it for this? Oh, uh, let me think about it. Then they keep coming. Would you buy it for this? Mm, let me think about it. And then they finally wind up at half price. Amen. 
You know what half price does? Half price lowers the taxes. It lowers the insurance. It lowers everything across the board. God's so good. But that word said S-H-E. And see, what's been happening is it's been an H-E been trying to do it. Oh. Oh. I'm going to shut up about that now. No, I'm not. I'm going to read my part. It says, 16, she sees their home. She sets her faith to buy it, not neglecting her husband or family to do her seeking or praying. Then when, there, when her faith comes to sight, she plants its flower gardens and trees with her own ideas and hands and monies she has gained from her own sowing and investments. She's not dependent in that way. She doesn't have to pressure him. You know how many marriage problems this would solve? That she's not pressuring him. You've got to do this. You've got to provide for me. You've got to be the one. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Where does the Bible say that? Who made him your provider? Okay, shut up, Phyllis. Okay, 17. She girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for the God-given task. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back up, back up. She sees their home and sets her faith to buy it. Moving too fast. Not neglecting her husband or her family to do her seeking or her praying. Then when her faith comes to sight... She sees, she plants the flower gardens and the trees with her own ideas and hands and monies she's gained for her, from her sowing and her investments. How many of you have done that? Raise them high, raise them high. Virtuous women. Virtuous women. See, we have them in here. It's happening, it's happening. And that's going to slosh off on the people next to them. It is not impossible to be virtuous women. The devil has been lying to us century after century after century after century. These things are happening right in our midst. It's happening. Okay, the next one. She girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical strength for her God-given task and makes her arms strong and firm. Okay. She exercises. It's not a cuss word. And works out to stay strong for her task, not weak and feeble and run down. And then she just looks good. (laughs) Not just physical, but mental and spiritual. How many of you look good? Come on, raise your hands. Come on, this is your chance. Every woman in here, raise your hand. I don't care if you think you do or not. Make a good confession. Raise your hand. There you go. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, virtuous women you are. All right, 18. She tastes and sees that her gain from work with and for God is good. Her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night of trouble, privation, and sorrow, warning away fear and doubt and distrust. 18. When she sits quiet before the Lord, 
she sees what the Lord has blessed her with and is thankful for all that she has in her life. She feels good about what she's accomplished that day. She stays up late to finish the needed task for that day, not begrudging the time she's enjoyed with her family. Never in fear about tomorrow or yielding to the enemy's ideas of not trusting her husband or ever doubting him. How many of you do it? How many of you are thankful at the end of the day for what you've accomplished that day? And how many of you are thankful for what you've been able to spend time with your family and not begrudge the things that you... See, virtuous women, we've almost... We're halfway. Look at all the virtuous women we still have. Halfway through the thing. 19. She lays her hands to the spindle and holds her hands to the distaff. 19. She puts her hands to the keyboard and the bills she does pay. (laughs) Or bakes a birthday cake. She's skilled or gets skilled in the crafts of home and is diligent in being a homemaker. How many in here has ever paid a bill on the computer or baked a birthday cake? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's just what I thought. Virtuous women all over the place. The devil's been lying to everybody. It is happening all over the place. 20. She opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out. Her filled hands to the needy. Whether in body, mind, or spirit. She always seems to know who is hurting, in mind or in body, or sick in the church or community, and is quick to check up on them and love them and give them some chicken soup or a new dress for just that special occasion or gas for their car or groceries on just that right day. And she's never too busy to stop by and pray. How many of you have ever done that for anyone in the church or around in the community? Look at all the virtuous women we have in this church. All over the place. Do you see why the devil has lied to people and tell them that they're not virtuous women? But you're seeing through each and every one of these, when you put them into modern day terms, we have a lot of virtuous women around us. We have a lot of women that are accomplishing a lot more for God than exactly what the devil would try to make them think they are. All right, 21. She fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. She has no concerns if an emergency arises for her house because she knows she has their home ready. She has sown so they will have the very best to eat and wear no matter what the next season brings. They are prepared. How many of you, faith prepares? You have everything ready. If something went happened at your house today, your clothes are washed and ironed and ready and your house is ready. If something happened, you would be ready to deal with whatever came. See, look. Look. Look at the virtuous hands all over this place. You're not procrastinating and putting things off. You're ready to do whatever it takes. So why has the devil lied to women all over the place and men all over the place and say there's no virtuous women today? They're everywhere. They're all among us. we got some good-looking ones in here, too. All right, let's see. 22. 
I get excited. She makes for herself coverlets and cushions and rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is a fine linen, pure and uh, her clothing is of linen, pure and fine, and of purple, such as that which was worn, which was the clothing of the priest, and the hollowed clothes of the temple were made. Twenty-two. She buys pillows and sheets and towels and rugs to make her home look top of the line. She always looks her best, and the Lord helps her combine the best of outfits and shop to find the finest apparel and deals to make the task and do the task he's called her to do. I know no one in here has ever shopped for pillows or sheets. We don't have any virtuous women where that one is concerned. You know, you have to think about it. In olden days, they had to make everything that they had. And that's why it would say that. They made every cushion they had. They made every pillow that they had. They made all the tapestry they had. But we don't make everything we have today. Just like we don't have to go to the well and pull out water. We turn on the faucet. So it's the same thing with this. It shouldn't be such a... um, Okay. You like hearing stories about me, don't you? Yes. (laughs) When Keith and I first got married, you know we had trouble, right? Three people do. (laughs) I've not shared it enough, but you know that, right? (laughs) We had trouble... Over a lot of things. We had trouble because we were so broke. We told you about that, right? That it took years and years. So I'd go shopping and I'd always overspend. And this was before I realized he wasn't my source, that I had to realize he couldn't afford me. <laughs> and I had to seek God for myself. So we'd have trouble over it. I mean, and I wasn't spending extravagantly, I was spending to buy a towel because we had two. Do you understand? And he would say, but we can't afford that. If you go to to, uh, a store and you buy towels, that is, is the nature of what a woman does. It is the nature of who she is. It's, it's part of her character. There's a lot of guys that enjoy doing it too, don't get me wrong, but it's part of, it's part of her nature. But where the problem comes in is when she goes to buy it and she hasn't learned how to believe God for the money to pay for it. And she puts the pressure on somebody else to pay for it, so then when she gets in, there's pressure from him Because they didn't have it. You know, Keith and I have no troubles today over money issues. Because number one, I don't spend unless I have it. And number two, I've learned how to believe for what I'm going to spend. I don't go to him and say, you have to give me $100 because I have to have some new towels. Or I I have to have some new sheets. 
or we have to do this. You have to, as ladies, begin to realize to be a virtuous woman, you have to stand on your own two feet. And it's real easy to just say, put pressure on somebody else for all your wants and your needs. That's easy street. But the thing about it is, if they're not graced to do that, all they're going to feel is defeated. And pressure. And overwhelmed. And all that's going to happen then is a depressed, sad, miserable man... Because he can't fulfill your needs, which is his greatest desire. Do you understand that? There's not a man in this place that doesn't desire to give his wife everything she desires. Maybe he doesn't act like it. But it's because he doesn't maybe have the faith to be able to do it. Not because he doesn't want to do it. But if you take the pressure off of them and you begin to sow and believe God, it doesn't matter what you sow. you got to start someplace. If you go home and you wind up with one pair of shoes and one dress and you wear it every Sunday to church, everybody's going to know she sewed everything in her closet. If you come to church, I'm telling you, how many of you in here would know if Kim came every week with the same outfit on and the same pair of shoes on, Would you begin to wonder what happened? Or would you begin to be smart enough to realize Kim sewed everything in her closet? Do you understand what I'm saying? And she's believing God for the stuff to replace it. Or if you went to her house and she had one chair sitting in there and not even a dining room table. Why? Because she sewed everything she had. She didn't put pressure on Dave to buy her a new dining room table. She sewed it. And she believed God to get her better. That takes pressure off the whole family situation. How many marriages are destroyed because of finances? How many marriages are just ripped apart because people are putting pressure on each other? You're not giving me what I need. You're not supplying for me everything I want. Have all the jewelry you want. Look at the biggest, fanciest rings in the whole wide world. Have the fanciest clothes and have a closet, have a room built on your house that's as big as most people's bedroom just to put your shoes in. But believe for it yourself. Believe for it yourself. Dave can tell you, he was at the house the other day, down there with Keith, and I was showing him and Keith on the big TV. I said, y'all sit here and look at this. Keith felt no pressure by it whatsoever. Did he feel pressure by it? We were sitting in the living room there. Keith was in the recliner. Dave was on the sofa. And I put up these pictures of my new bedroom and and bathroom and uh, closet. My closet, what size is that closet? 15 by 50. It looks like a store. It's got these things that go like this down it. It's got windows in it. 
Now, I'm not putting pressure on anybody to do that for me. And I may not have it for another 30 years. But you know what? You've got to start your faith somewhere. You've got to get your vision out there. And I'm about ready. Where's Jessica? Stand up, Jessica. We're about to do some closet cleaning, girl. Because I like to sew and I like to have new stuff. Why keep the old stuff when you can have new stuff? And why put pressure on somebody else to get it when God is the greatest source that there ever was? He's given me more stuff than I could ever imagine. And He gives me the best deals. I rarely pay cost for anything. I mean rarely pay cost for anything. I just happen to be there when it's on sale. And I just happen to run across this when it's a fourth of the price. Why? Because of the blessings of God. And it can be the very same way for you. It can look like you spent millions on your wardrobe when you spent hundreds. Because God's blessings are resting upon you. Hey, and if that anointing's on me... Yeah, it's on me. Huh? Huh? Who, who else is it on? These few people in the front row that raised their hand, I reckon. Oh, y'all are raising y'all's back there too now, huh? Hey, it works. I'm telling you, it works. And that will take all the pressure off of you. Let me tell you how happy your husband's going to be when you buy all your stuff and he can go buy a bass boat or a new car or a new motorcycle. Huh? Right? How much peace will that bring into your house when you're able to supply what you're believing for? You don't even have to work. It doesn't mean that you're working and bringing in. Hey, we went for years and didn't bring in paychecks. I'm not basing this on paychecks. I'm basing it on God taking care of you because you sowed. That's right. Amen. He is our source. And it's real easy to forget that. And maybe you only have a pair of pants that you really wouldn't want anybody to to have, but you know there's somebody out there that needs them. And maybe you don't want to give them to anybody at church, but you go to the Salvation Army and give them to somebody. And you start lower and you start getting higher and higher and higher and higher. Because there's always somebody lower than you that needs them. And you can start somewhere and give them to somebody and start where you are. And maybe your washer is not the best washer in the whole wide world. But somebody needs it. And maybe you have two and you can sew one and believe God for three new ones. That's what we've got to do, guys. It's not about putting pressure on the other person. That's what the virtue... That's the spirit of the virtuous woman. It's not about line upon line stuff in the virtuous woman. It's about the spirit of the virtuous woman not putting pressure on anyone. It's about the spirit of this woman that is able to take care of her household with knowing how to seek God on her own. But never losing sight of who she is. And we'll get to that. She, we, we were at 27. Oh, uh, or were we at 26? Where, where were we? 23. 23. 22. Let's read 22 again because we didn't vote on it. We didn't see who was 
raise our hands. She buys pillows and sheets and towels and rugs and makes her home look like top of the line. She always looks her best. And the Lord helps her to combine the best of outfits and to shop and find the finest apparel on sale. And deals to do the task he's called her to do. How many of you say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me? All right. Her husband is known in the city's gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Her husband, my part says, is known as he meets in fellowships with the godly men or with his bosses or the leaders of our time. Why is he known? Because he's rested, he's prayed up, he's no pressure, he's happy, he's full of joy. He's got something to say. Because you took all the pressure off of him. All right, 24. She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. Here it is again. She delivers merchants' girdles or sashes that free one up for service. She makes deals and contracts and jobs and clothes and sells them to buyers and merchants. She knows how to trust God and believe for things herself thus putting no added pressure on her husband to bring all the monies in. She has faith on her own because she has sown. How many's done it? Yes, and how many's going to do it more? Yes, 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 yes. I believe it. Virtuous women. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. That's what we were talking about. She rejoices over the future, the latter day are time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. Now, here's my part that I was talking about just a minute ago. She knows her place as his wife and is secure in being called Miss Keith. <laughs> or Miss Dave. Or Miss Ben. Or whatever the situation is. She's secure in that and is prepared for the future and looks forward to it with great excitement and it makes her gleam. How many of you can honestly say you're secure in your place? You don't have to try to lead. You don't have to try to take charge. You don't have to try to do anything. You're secure in who you are. God's given us an amazing place. He didn't squash us down. He didn't tell us we couldn't have anything. He didn't tell us we couldn't be anything. He told us we could have it all and we could be it all just in our place. Just in our place. Okay. Um, Verse 26. She opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instruction. My part, she always thinks about what she's saying and if it will encourage those who are hearing it. Never mean or harsh or negative. Never loses her cool when teaching or instructing. She does it all with patience and kindness. Okay. Um, How many are going to do their best to do this all the time? (laughs) Virtuous women, we are. Yes, 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 we are, we are, we are. And we're 
we're going to get better at that one all the time. Hey, there's some we can still work on, right? Yes, yes, okay. We got some of them down real good, like the shopping ones, you know, but there's some we can get gooder at. Um, 27. She looks well to how things go to her household. And the bread of idleness and gossip and discontent and self-pity she will not eat. That's in the Bible. Okay? Mine says, she is alert and aware. And her home is working like clockwork. Never time for lying around feeling sorry for herself or gossiping on the phone or watching soaps or just being plain lazy. Right? Because... I put this in here because she is ordained as a helper of God and has faith to do preparations and be that helper. God has ordained you for that place. He has ordained you to know what to do and how to do it. 28. How many of you do that? Oh, don't raise your hand. That's the gossiping and staying on the phone and being lazy. That was a trick question. How many of you do not gossip and stay on the phone and be lazy, but you do what God's called you to do? Yes, see, virtuous women, virtuous women. Her husband rises up and calls her blessed, happy, fortunate, or to be envied. Her husband boasts of her and praises her. Mine says, her children brag on her, saying, my mom is the best. Her husband tells, too, all the leaders, you should meet my wife. She's tops. She's cream of the crop. (laughs) 29, many daughters have done virtuously and nobly and well with strength of character that is steadfast in goodness. But you excel them all. Mine says, there are many godly and working women in this world, but you, Missy, you outshine them all. (laughs) The next one says, charm and grace are deceptive and beauty is vain because it's not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord... She shall be praised. Are you ready for this one? Being a show-off is phony. And looks depend on your plastic surgeon these days. (laughs) But a woman who loves and fears and worships God is one who will end up with all the praise. Isn't that right? How many of you love and fear and worship God? Yes, 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 yes. Virtuous women. Is the devil a liar? Has he been lying to you about Proverbs 31? Yes, 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 yes. Give her the fruit of her hands. Let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. Now let me ask you a question. Who did it say earlier was in the gates of the city? Her husband. She will live... In the good fruit she has sown. And her husband will tell of all the amazing 
and awesome and outstanding things the Lord has allowed and used her to do as he fellowships with the leaders around the globe. What better testimony for God is it than to have a church full of virtuous women? Women that are secure in their place. They're not trying. Do you know, in my heart, maybe in your heart too, that's what's wrong with society today. People are so confused about the roles of husband and wife. They're so confused about male and female. So kids are growing up confused. That's why men want to be women and women want to be men. Because they're confused about the roles. Because they're growing up with moms that are running the household. They're growing up with moms that are running the household. So they're growing up thinking that I want to be a woman. Because the woman runs everything. Have you seen all the TV shows lately? I don't watch them too often, but every once in a while we'll have people around or we'll see something. And even the action shows have the women being the the strong one killing all the bad guys. And the guys have got to be the dumbest people on the planet. They don't know how to get out of bed in the morning without somebody holding their hand and putting on their shoes for them. Well, it's no wonder that society is messed up. It's time that we become virtuous women in our own right. It's time that we stand our ground and be the women that God has called us to be and be the example that the world needs to see. There's nothing wrong with our place. There's nothing wrong with our place. There is nothing wrong with our place. It's just like reading Proverbs 31 and thinking it's condemning. It's not. God would never do anything to us to hurt us. His only goal and dream for us is that we be blessed and we prosper. And He knows in order for us to be blessed and prosper, we have to be in our proper place. Because when you're out of your place, you're out of your grace and you're going to fall on your face. (laughs) I like being in my grace. I know in my own life there has been times when I have tried to lead my husband. Now, just Friday night, somebody was here, and I hope I didn't embarrass them, but they said, make Keith sing it. Y'all remember that? I'm not trying to embarrass them if they're here. And I said, I don't make Keith do anything. And I didn't mean that as bad. My husband loves me. I mean he loves me beyond words he loves me. And he would do anything for me. But I'm not the head of our house. God is the head of our house. And my husband does his very best to hear from God and lead us in that way. Now, I know through the years, and I'm going to be very bold with some things I'm going to say right now, and I hope you love me anyway. 
If you don't, I'm very sorry. It's still the Bible. And you can be mad at me, but really you're not mad at me. You're mad at this. Because God put it in here. We've had several people to leave the church because they don't like my stance on husbands and wives. It's a fact. They don't like the fact that I teach that the husband is the head of the house and the wife is under the husband. And I'm sorry for that because we hear later the condition that they're in. And it doesn't do any good to fight with them about it because it's not me that they're angry with. Because I didn't write the Bible. All I'm here to do is tell you what the Bible says. And the thing about it is, when you get to heaven, you're going to have to argue with God about it. Because he's the one that wrote it. And you know what else? When you get to heaven, it ain't going to bother you. And you know what else I think? When we get to heaven, sometimes you wonder if the last isn't going to be first and the first isn't going to be last. You don't know what the situations are going to be. You don't know what the levels are going to be. All I know is this is training ground for us down here. And if we don't get in our places down here, we're not going to be the vessels God's called us to be. I think sitting in this church right now, that there are couples that are supposed to be doing more for God. There are couples that are supposed to be in the ministry doing, I mean, great things for God. But unless the wife can do it her way, it ain't going to be. And you know what? I can speak from experience. Unless you are willing to put your flesh under and do it God's way, it's never going to be the way God intended it to be. And I have to think about myself when we first got married. Had I not done what I knew and finally submit to Keith, I know we wouldn't have the ministry we have today. I know we wouldn't have this church that we have today. I know we wouldn't have the word going out all over the world. I know that we wouldn't have the church in Sarasota. I know you wouldn't be sitting here today. But... It doesn't do any good to say the husband is the head of the the household when he says, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. We've got godly men in this church, and they know how to hear from God. They know how. And it's time we step up, because I truly in my heart believe time is short. And we've got to set an example for the world to see. I think God is holding us accountable at this time and season to set an example for the world to see what true godly lives and marriages are for all these people that are going into the, the, the gays and the homosexuals and the lesbians and all this stuff. They don't have any examples before them. What do they have to look to? Who are they looking to? What is their example? Who is their example? We have to do it right. 
The only way God can bless it is if we're doing it according to this. He can't bless our thoughts. He can only bless His Word. And no matter how hard it deals with our flesh, we have to do it His way. And I don't mind telling you, it ain't easy. It ain't easy when I want to do something my way and Keith says no. Because you know what? In case you didn't know, I'm pretty strong-minded. I have pretty, pretty good thoughts of my very own. Huh? I can think for myself. Right? Can you tell that? But, but God's graced me to be able to do that. And if things are done right, He will anoint you and grace you and give you the place to be able to do these things. But you have to do it His way. And you have to do it the way He's ordained. You have to do it in such a way that even though maybe your husband has missed it 10,000 times, It's your job to say, you know what? Maybe we did miss it. I believe you'll get it right next time. I believe we'll get it right next time. I believe we're going to hear right next time. And you start doing that and doing what we just read in Proverbs 31, encouraging and believing in. God can flip the coin and things can start going in the right direction. Maybe things have been really, really, really bad in your household. Maybe things have been going to where you're ready for Splitsville. This is the answer. No other things are the answer. The world's way won't fix it for you. We tried it. I'm telling you, we tried everything in the first part of our marriage. It didn't work. When we finally got in line with God's Word and the way that He said to do things, it's an amazing life. It's a glorious life. And not only that, you can hear from God. He tells you things. He shows you things. He gives you deals. He gives you nice things. He gives you the desires of your heart. The things that you've been hungering for. The things that you've been wanting. He fulfills every desire that's inside you. But we can't do things our way and then expect him just to come and go, have it anyway. It's not the way he works. He wants to do it. But we got to do things his way. And then the blessings are going to flow on our marriages. The money's going to come. The new houses are going to come. The new cars are going to come. You can't, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? If Dave's believing for a car and Kim's believing for a new house and they're not even in agreement on what they're believing for, how is God going to get it to them? If they're not even believing for the same thing. Money only goes so far. And if in the middle of it, they're fighting more than they're getting along, is it going to work? If you just hook and you say, God, I don't have to have my way. You're bigger than this. You deal with him about it. Then God is going to take care of you. Jesus came to serve. 
And if you begin to get that mentality and serve, God's going to take care of you just like he did Jesus. You're never going to lack for anything. You're never going to want for anything. You're going to have every desire that your heart ever longed for or wanted for. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet. I love serving God and helping my husband in the ministry more than anything in the whole wide world. You know why? Because you get to see people helped and set free. You get to see people saved. You get to see marriages restored. You get to see people delivered from things. You get to see people encouraged. You get to see people's lives changed. And it doesn't just work for us, but it'll work for you the very same way. Those passages are not just for ministers. They're for every person in here. You will see the glory of God in your life as you begin to do these things in your life. How many virtuous women do we have in here? I'm telling you what, those verses will set you free when you realize you're not living in condemnation. How many men think you have a virtuous wife now? See, it's not as hard as we thought it was. I think it's a great thing that we can see the truth of the Word. And if the devil will lie to you about that part of Scripture, he will lie to you about doing what you need to do in your household. Amen? You guys got something? Thank you, Lord.